0: Well thank you Caroline for reading that to us. What an amazing is it? Don't you wish you'd been there to be part of it? I suppose there are lots of things we could focus on but I want to highlight just two things for us this morning. Two things to focus on. A vital question and a surprising answer. Now the vital question is in verse 17. I'll read it again. If you've got your Bibles nearby please make sure you have them open so you can have a look yourself. But verse 17 says this, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And there surely can't be any more important question than that. How do I get to be friends with an everlasting God through the everlasting unending ages. Some questions that we ask or answer aren't really important. I know there's a certain group of people, uh, many of them in the church, who love pub quizzes and you can spend a lot of time mugging up on all sorts of questions that are not particularly important. Who sang what song when, how many litres of paint it takes to paint the fourth rail bridge and so on. In fact they had a game where general knowledge questions were, were were the main part of it, which was called trivial pursuits, not that important. Some questions are urgent, but they're not important. I wonder if you know the difference between urgent and important questions. The uh, President, uh, after the Second World War, President Eisenhower in America has a, a principle named after him where he He tried to live his life saying that things that are urgent are seldom important and things that are important are seldom urgent. The urgent things are the things that scream at us. Now, 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 you've got to pay attention to this now. So at 6.40 on a Tuesday morning, uh, the urgent thing is, have you put the bins out? An urgent question. Then an hour later at 7.40, Another urgent question is saying, now, now, now to us, have you got your water bottle for school? And so on. And we often deal with the urgent things but forget the bigger things, the more important things. Think of the last year or so, the pandemic, there have been external pressures on us. Big things that we had to take seriously, here and now, urgent things. Don't forget to take your mask when you walk out the door. And they felt very important to us. They are important in lots of ways, but actually, the bigger picture is still important to take seriously. And this question that the young man asked Jesus was important before the pressures of the last year, before coronavirus. It'll be important after the coronavirus pandemic. If there is such a thing as eternal life, then gaining it or losing it is a really big deal. So this guy's asking the right question. It looks promising. But you remember, in fact, a few minutes later, he was walking away sad. Apparently, some things were more important to him than eternity and the disciples are left asking the same vital question in a slightly different way can you see where in the reading it's in verse 26 the disciples were even more amazed and said to each other who then can be saved now that's slightly old-fashioned language to talk about being saved or lost but it's not language we're unfamiliar with. We've had that very effective campaign recently, uh, Save Lives, Protect the NHS. And I thank God for that campaign, for every precious life that has been extended. Well, that is a gift from God, and it's something that makes me thankful to live in England. I'm so grateful to God that I've had the vaccination, and I'd encourage everybody to go ahead and get the vaccination, don't ask questions about it. You go ahead for the sake of other people and for yourself to get it. We're familiar with language of saving lives, but that question the disciples ask is not about extending my life for a few more decades. It's about eternity again. It's about rescuing me from a danger that's even more deadly than COVID-19. What if, after we die, each of us faces an eternity with Jesus or an eternity separated from Jesus, paying the price for a life lived without God? You know that Jesus spoke about hell more than anyone else in the Bible. What if there is a hell to be saved from or a heaven? To be enjoyed and gained surely if there's just even a chance that eternity is at stake it's worth asking Jesus this question what must I do to inherit eternal life who can be saved can't be any more important questions than that oh yes that is an important question and I hope you ask it for yourself I hope you ask it and get an answer for the sake of other people, those you love, who need to know the answer to that question. Well, let's move on then. Let's move on to a surprising answer. And the surprising answer is in verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. I don't know if you spotted it as it was read. Mark often mentions the way Jesus almost seemed to say things with his eyes. So with the young man, it, it says Jesus looked at him and he loved him. and Then he said something more to him. And here it's the same. A, a pause before Jesus opened his mouth. While he scanned their faces and looked around, Jesus looked at them. And I suppose Peter's wondering, what's he going to say now? Well, what came out of his mouth was certainly surprising. Who can be saved, Jesus? Answer, part one, with man, it is impossible. And the person who just come running up to Jesus is a demonstration of that. Morality cannot save us trying hard to keep the commandments of god being a good bloke Now, don't misunderstand me i'm absolutely in favor of uh, trying to be nice and being a good bloke especially if you live next door to me but how good is good enough for god a perfect holy god Morality can't save us. Money can't save us either. It might make life more comfortable for us. But what if it drives us to live our lives relying on ourselves, not on God? I get used to solving all my problems. Much better for us, Jesus knows this to be true, to give our money away than to trust our money. To save us the whole time. We'll never buy our way into God's good books. So with us, climbing up the ladder to God, trying to get higher, trying to get closer to God is, is no good. Who can be saved? With man, says Jesus, it's impossible. Being a nice person? No, says Jesus, that won't save you. With man it's impossible. Having A cheerful personality and a sense of humour. No, says Jesus, that's not going to save you. With man, it's impossible. Having a Christian background. Mum and dad have prayed for me. Well, that's not enough on its own. With man, it's impossible. Being a better person than that person over there. My brother, my sister, whatever it might be. No, who can be saved? With man, it's impossible. Is there no hope, therefore? Well, you're right, there's no hope at all. With man, it's impossible, says Jesus. And it's why Jesus, instead of encouraging us to climb up a ladder, came down the ladder, down into our world, to die on the cross for our sins. It's why he went on to rise from the dead, and have a, a, a new beginning and open that new beginning to us because he's alive. He is able to make a, a supernatural difference in our lives. He can change everything. So people who know they've been forgiven are able to start forgiving other people. That means hope for our family life, it means hope for our colleagues at work can make a real difference to the atmosphere in the workplace Uh, I don't know if you're thinking of an impossible situation for you to fix something you seem to be powerless to do anything about is there hope for something even bigger and better than just a a straightforward return to post-covid normality Well, with man it's impossible, but it's possible with God. It's possible with God, says Jesus. Maybe you're thinking, oh, that's just shallow optimism. Come on, Simon, you can do better than that, can't you? No, it's not shallow optimism. Not with the death of Jesus and his resurrection written down in history. With God, all things are possible. Don't forget the first part. With man, it's completely impossible. We cannot work our way up to God, but with God, all things are possible. He can unlock a wonderful new future for us in our lives and in our community. A little footnote for Mothering Sunday. It doesn't always work out this way, but I happened to notice a couple of weeks back when I was thinking ahead I noticed that our passage actually mentions mothers twice. So the young man said that he kept the commandments, including honour your father and mother, the fifth commandment. And that in itself is a little reminder that family life is one of the basic building blocks of society. One man and one woman together for life. That is the pattern which the Bible just assumes for family life. And that marriage relationship is the context in which children are meant to be raised. So on Mothering Sunday, it's basic Bible wisdom for us to honour our parents. Morality may not save us, but it's still right to honour our mothers. And I want to encourage you to take the opportunity today to do so but did you spot the other mention of mothers in that reading It's a little further on it's verse 29 and just after that truly I tell you Jesus replied no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or feels for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age homes brothers sisters mothers children and field along with persecution and in the age to come eternal life so this is part of what happens when God gets to work changing people's lives with his supernatural power we're part of a biological family yes but in Jesus Christ we're also part of a bigger supernatural family And I don't know how many mothers I have had over the years, but the church has given me a wonderful extended family to be part of. I mentioned my old landlady when I was 21, living in Oxford. She was called uh, Jane Hare, Mrs. Hare we knew her as. Now she's with the Lord, now she was a widow. And in her house in North Oxford, one five mile drive, there were three single men, one of them me, and one Chinese girl, and Minx, her rather fat corgi dog. And Mrs Hare was a mother to me in that year. She waited up for me to get in at about 10 o'clock every night from work. She prayed for me, and as I've mentioned, she taught me how to unbutton my shirt for the laundry. and. I don't know how many people over the years she had that role for. But make sure that you thank God for the mothers in your life today and you tell them you're thanking God for them. And why not ask your your question, ask yourself a question. Is that mothering role something you can be for those younger? In the church I don't doubt that it is for many of us here the Bible had that phrase I mentioned uh, describing Deborah as a mother for Israel a mother in Israel in fact in other places a whole town is given that title a mother in Israel God is in the business of setting up relationships within his people which lift us onto another plane supernaturally as a family where we're turned from being focused on number one only to be outward looking where the poor are cared for where the young are valued and guided please don't tell me that it's sugary sweet and unrealistic some people might think well society's falling apart we just can't fix it now well Maybe not. With man it is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible for God. You think it's impossible? Well, not if God has got hold of me and you. That's the challenge for us to accept today. Has he got hold of you? Has he got hold of you for your sake and for the sake of people that uh, you love? not impossible if God's got hold of you. His power can make a difference one by one by one as he changes us. So please let him start with you. Let's pray together. Jesus looked at him and he loved him. Let's just pause for a moment and Imagine ourselves before that same Lord Jesus with that question on our minds, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now just remember as you are standing before Jesus in prayer or sitting before him in prayer, Jesus looks at you and he loves you. Lord, we know that our best efforts can't possibly buy eternal life. But we thank you, Jesus, that what we cannot do, you can do. We thank you that you died for our sins to open heaven's doors to us, We thank you that you're alive today and at work in your people to make them into a family for each other and to make a difference in our world. Therefore we pray you do that miracle in us Heavenly Father turn us outwards from ourselves to you Lord Jesus and to your world and we thank you that everything is possible for you. Work that miracle in us we pray. Amen.